Welcome to episode 45 of the Becoming Mind Strong podcast. And today we're talking about gym etiquette 101. But the reason for this is because a lot of times if you're new to going to a gym, it can be a super scary, intimidating, overwhelming place. And a lot of that intimidation and overwhelm can come from the fear of doing something wrong, right? It's a feeling of being judged. It's a feeling of, of quote unquote, making a mistake of everyone's looking at me of I'm going to do something I'm not supposed to be doing and I'm going to look like an idiot. Whatever your limiting beliefs or the thoughts going on in your head include, it often holds us back from even starting. So the point of today's episode is to kind of give you some a cheat sheet, so to speak, some quick hits of what to do in the gym, what not to do in the gym, and how to shift our mindset around getting comfortable in there. Check it out. Welcome to Becoming MindStrong, the official podcast of MindStrong Fitness. My name is Rachel. I'm the owner and head coach of MindStrong Fitness, and I am here to teach you truth. No more bullshit, no more point systems, no more shakes, no more raps. This is math and science, and we're going to learn how to do it together. Ready? Let's rock and roll. So before we get into the logistics of some do's and don'ts in the gym, I want to have one big picture conversation because the reality is if you're in your head, if you're telling yourself things like everyone's staring at me, they're making fun of me, they're laughing at me, you're never going to go. I could teach you every piece of gym etiquette in the books and you're not going to go if you feel judged because human nature says we're pleasure seeking creatures. We're not going to put ourselves in a situation like that. So the first thing you need to understand is that you are there for you. I cannot imagine that there are people in the gym who are actually there simply to look around and make fun of people. Most people, especially those of us who are serious about this, who go there every day, it's like our tight little community. When we see someone who's who's obviously new to it, we are filled with, with nothing but pride and admiration for their journey. It happens all the time in the gym where someone will come up to me and ask a question, and I wind up basically becoming friends with them because we have such a good talk. I have never in my life looked around and said, what is that person doing? They obviously don't belong here. If there is someone, I'm sure at some point there's a random person who's being a jerk. That says so much more about them than you. And that is not some fluffy, feel good, make you feel better thing. That is truth. Who, what person that is happy about their life, that is confident in their life, is going around searching for people to make fun of. At that point, it has nothing to do with you. They're doing that to everyone they come in contact with. It has more to do with their own shame and sadness. It has nothing to do with you. So if you are there, know that the people who are serious are cheering you on. They're there for you, which we'll talk about later. And you are there to better yourself. And we can just relax and settle in and do our best. Now, the other part of this insecurity often comes from being afraid of, quote unquote, making a mistake, right? We don't want to do anything that's that's frowned upon in the gym. We don't want to look like a total newbie. So the point of today's episode is just to kind of give you some quick hits, do's and don'ts of things that, again, no one's going to make fun of you. But when you're comfortable in a gym, these are things that are like, oh, like, don't do that. That's not proper gym etiquette. So it's kind of like a cheat sheet for that. Some of them are obvious, right? Like number one, especially this is being recorded in in times of COVID, wipe down your equipment. It's disgusting to go sit on. I think about how many times I've sat down on a bench press after some big sweaty dude was there and there's just like a, a patch of his hair sweat on the bench. It's disgusting. All gyms have spray. They have paper towel. Just give it a quite quick wipe down when you're done. Those are more obvious. 
re-racking your weights is a huge one. And this is something like this will piss people off, especially as you get more advanced. If you're using heavier weights, there are people in the gym, especially the leg press machine, right? People love to pile on weights in the leg press machine. Then they get done, they walk away. That is so frustrating because now the next person, it's like being a kid and your mom saying, what am I, your maid, right? Why am I cleaning up after you? That's what you're doing. You're leaving your stuff there for other people to pick up. So if you take dumbbells to a different part of the gym, if you put some weight plates onto a bar, whatever you're doing, it's no different than being at home. Re-rack your stuff, put your stuff away, move on to your next workout. Some of the etiquette isn't as obvious. This is stuff more that like you learn as you go. So again, my intention is to give you some, some quick hits. There's a difference between circuit training gyms and regular gyms. So if you go to a gym that's specifically designed for circuit training, it's going to be set up that way. Let's say there's going to be six different stations. You go to one, you do an exercise. You go to the next one, you do an exercise. You move through the circuit, then you take a break. A regular gym is not set up that way for a reason. If you're occupying six different machines, right? You have your your phone on the bench press machine, and then you have your water bottle on a regular bench, and then you have um, your backpack over by the cable machines, and you've just spread out and taken up six different machines to tell people, wait, I'm doing a circuit. That's kind of annoying (laughs) because especially in a crowded gym, you're taking up a lot of space. There's nothing wrong with what's called supersetting. Supersetting is doing two exercises at once. So it'll be super common that I'll have my stuff on a bench and on a cable machine. And I'm going back and forth between the two. I'm supersetting. And if someone goes to grab it, you say, hey, sorry, man, I'm supersetting right now. I've got two more sets. I'm almost done. If the gym is completely crowded, I probably wouldn't even superset. But it's not that big a deal. It's when you start going into the the circuit training mindset that that you're, you're using too much, especially when the gym is crowded. Another one that might not be as obvious is using equipment for what it's intended to be used for. And I'll give you some some examples. And again, especially if you're in a gym that's crowded, this can be super frustrating because now you're waiting for a piece of equipment and someone's not even using it for its intention. So if you've ever done um, hip thrusts or bridges, right? The idea is that you put your upper body on a bench, you have a barbell across your lap and you're, you're raising basically your pelvis. This is a terrible, quick description of, of how those look. But the idea is that you need a bench to hold your upper body. Most gyms have tons of benches. They're freestanding benches. Some are bolted to the ground. Some you can move around. Do not use a bench press for this. And this I see, especially girls, guys do it too, but especially girls do this all the time. Most gyms only have like two or three bench presses. So if you go and use one of them to do hip thrusts, to do bridges, now those of us who are waiting to bench press, we don't have any other options. We can't go use another machine for that. So we're stuck waiting for you who could go use any bench in the gym to do your hip thrusts. Um, You you probably see a lot of joking memes about doing like bicep curls in the squat rack. Same thing. Squat racks are a hot commodity. Any piece of equipment where there's limited amounts of them, you don't want to use them for anything other than what they're intended for. So if there's only two or three squat racks in your gym and you decide to stand in the squat rack and do bicep curls, well, someone who wants to squat has no other option. You could go anywhere in the gym and do bicep curls, but they're now stuck waiting for a squat rack for someone who's not using it for what it's intended. The little caveat to squat rack is overhead presses. Um, There are other ways to do it, but you can do them in a squat rack and it's considered socially acceptable, (laughs) so to speak. But the key takeaway is if, if there's limited equipment for 
what that exercise is intended to be used for, what that machine is intended to be used for. Don't use it for something else. Find find a different area to work out, find something else to do. That's really, especially for people who are serious about tra- training, that one can be a, a really big pet peeve. And if you're not sure, ask someone. Which leads to the next thing. There is nothing wrong with asking. If you are new and you are unsure of form, ask someone, find someone who looks like they know what they're doing and say, Hey, do you mind if I ask you a question? You are not being annoying. If you get someone who happens to be an ass to be blind and they're just like, you know, they, they don't take their headphones off. I've never seen that happen, but I'm sure it could. Then you ask someone else. I have people all the time, guys and girls. And on like caveat to this, I'm very, it makes my heart happy when, when like big guys who are not sure, and they can tell, I know what I'm doing when they can put their ego aside and ask me for help that like warms my heart, but it happens all the time that people see me training. They obviously, I know what I'm doing and they'll ask, Hey, can you just help me out with form for a second? Now don't go make someone your personal trainer. That's not your trainer, right? If someone came up to me and said, can you go through my workout with me? The answer is no, I'm, this is my time. I'm here to train. But if you're doing tricep pull downs and you're not sure where your elbow should be, ask someone. There's nothing wrong with that. If anything, what usually happens is then I kind of keep an eye on them. I show them the form and I might kind of check in with them a little later and say, how you doing? I'm not taking them through a workout, but I want to see them succeed. There's nothing wrong with asking. The flip side of that, and this takes some confidence, this takes some, some time. If someone gives you unsolicited advice at the gym, you do not have to listen. And this happens to me to this day. I will have guys who will come up to me and, and give me quote unquote form advice. And I will tell them, I appreciate your insight. I do this for a living. I've got it. And nine times out of 10, by the way, what happens is later on in the workout, I'll see them working out and their form is completely wrong. Now it has happened if it's someone I respect, right? If it's someone that I know does this professionally and if they're super nice about it and they're like, Hey, can I show you something quick? Awesome. Thank you so much. I had no idea. I appreciate that. Right. We always want to level up, but we know the difference intuitively. You know, the difference, if it's someone just trying to like flaunt that, like, like they're, they're doing it for an ego boost. You can very polite them say politely say, thanks. I, you know, my trainer told me to do, I got it from here. If you feel like it's worthwhile information. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate that insight. But I think a lot of times as women, especially when we feel intimidated, we're apt to just listen to what someone says. And just because someone's offering you unsolicited advice does not mean that they know what they're talking about. And you would be shocked. Sometimes it's happened a handful of times where the unsolicited advice that I knew to say no to, like watching them afterwards was like, whew, I'm glad that I did not listen to you. So hopefully these are just, you know, these are a handful of hundreds that we could talk about. But the big idea is this, don't overthink this, right? If you're new to the gym, you are there for you. Just start. You're going to learn. You're going to tweak. You're going to adjust. You're going to level up. The one thing that I wish I had done differently when I started is I wish I had more videos so that you could see what a raging hot mess I was when I started. And I learned by just doing it. I stayed consistent. I leveled up. I studied. I grew. I got a coach. And now I do this for a living. And you will, whether or not you ever do it for a living, you will go through the same process right? The, the point of this episode was not to get you overthinking. It was not for you to walk into the gym with a checklist of do's and don'ts. It's to tell you first and foremost, to start. No one is there judging you. Everyone is there cheering you on. Secondly, here's a list of little cheat sheets so that you know, you, hopefully it gives you a little bit more confidence so that you can walk in there knowing the quote unquote do's and don'ts that aren't the end of the world, but it'll help you feel more confident. 
And lastly, ask for help. If you're not sure, if you don't have a coach with you, if you don't have a coach you can access, ask someone for help. We're all on the same team. We're all there to better ourselves. So someone who's invested in bettering themselves, of course, they want to help other people better themselves. You've got this. Stay consistent. Put in the work. You'll learn. You'll grow. You'll adjust. And like everything else in life, it gets better. It gets easier with time. If you haven't checked out my best-selling book, Becoming Mindstrong, The Truth About Health, Fitness, and the Bullshit That's Holding You Back, make sure to grab a copy. It's available on Amazon and Audible. 